0: What's going on, everyone? It's Greg Williams and... Shakia Sykes. Welcome to the Grier Project podcast series. Now, you're probably like, Greg, what does Grier mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's five different letters that mean five different things. Gender, race, inclusion, equity, and allyship. Right, Shaq?
1: Right. It's a podcast series that centers on celebrating diversity within New York City Department of Social Services, Human Resources Administration, and the Department of Homeless Services. Will spotlight cutting-edge DEI practices and broaden listeners' perspectives on current DEI issues. Fine. So, no, I'm dead serious. Okay. You gotta bring this. That's in fine. Right. You can. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna bring it I can in. or you can. You can. Um, I'll bring it in, but if you gonna bring it in,
0: yes, yeah, fine. Workplace empowerment. I know. You don't sound empowered. I'll
1: get that there. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> bring us in. <laughs> oh, we're starting now. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, welcome to the Grier Project. Uh, we're doing for today's.
0: I don't even know. How See, shack you done blank. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Greg Williams and Shakia Sykes. We are the Grier Project podcast. We are here at the Female Quotient. It's Advertising Week. They come here to New York City every year. And I'm telling you, if you are in in the whole space of diversity, even equal opportunity, this is where you need to be, Shaq. I was trying to let you get in, but I'm gonna get in. Because we're talking about workplace empowerment. Where's the bullhorn? I am. I don't
1: it's, know how to do the bow do I don't know but how listen, to do it.
0: The reason why I'm so hyped is because I've been talking to Amber for like the past year when I came here last year. I was like, yo, Amber, I need you on the show. Amber, I need you on the show. Everybody, clap it up. If I had the effect, I would do the whole big clap, but I don't have the effect. But give it up for Amber Coleman Mortley. Listen, AMC is in the house. Listen, she. She is like the voice of the female quotient to a degree, as far as all their online programming and
1: making you feel like you belong there. Amber. I think it would be ACM, not AMC, Greg. Right. Well, actually, my oh, middle
2: name actually begins with an M. Oh, okay. right. So, yeah. okay. But also, you're right, oh. it is ACM because that <laughs> yeah. people okay. be calling me ACM. So it's all good. We're oh, all okay. right. Here. She almost everybody gets to like be like right. fail. Amber. No, everybody gets to be right. Oh. Oh. I like that. Oh, that's what it's like. It's me. Amber, Amber, all right. Listen, Amber, thank you. All
0: right. <laughs> thank you for having us. I mean, I appreciate it. Just tell everybody your name, what you do for the Female Quotient. Talk about the Female Quotient because I, I love what y'all are doing. All right, awesome. Well, first of all, thank you so much for your energy.
2: Thank you for welcoming me into your space virtual. So what's up with that? Um, so yes, hello. My name is Amber Coleman Mortley. I'm Senior Director of Community and Culture at the Female Quotient. Uh, The Female Quotient is an equality solutions organization. We have equality lounges all over the world at large industry events. uh, Things like Davos, things like Can Lions, things like Ad Week, but we also do virtual programming. So things like my show, Power of the Pack, um, as well as celebratory shows like Black History Month, International Day of the Girl, and we do some really amazing feel-good viral social media content. Upworthy meets women's equality and empowerment meets gender equality empowerment in the
0: workplace. That's what we are. So, bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Thank you, Amber. Thank and you, And that's Amber. the
1: reason why we having her on Workplace Empowerment. Yes, yes Shaq, I'ma I'm let you rock, but I'm hyped right now. I'm hyped. I just want to say thank you so much for your programming. I've listened to some of your online workshops, uh, and they are awesome. I really enjoy them. Thank you. Uh, I know we're the theme for us is workplace empowerment, creating community within the workplace, creating a, a empowering environment that boosts morale. Can you describe a connection between employee? Pro- empowerment and high productivity?
2: Yeah, so when you empower your employees, right, you are giving them the opportunity, and it should even be giving, you're providing the space for them to leverage their voice, their identity, the experiences that they're gonna bring to the workplace. All of those things build into the fiber of who they are as a person. So when you can show up, very confident in yourself as who you are as a person, you are empowered. Um, And that means that you feel good about your work. You're confident, you feel as if um, you can make mistakes without that being without being having retribution against you. So there's a strong correlation between having an empowered workplace and a workforce with output and productivity. Um, We we at the FQ always want to make sure that we're pushing forth this message that, you know, what a person brings to the workplace themselves. That is a very special, unique, wonderful, amazing thing. Why wouldn't you want that to be a part of your company, your organization? Your mission.
1: That's a good point and a part of empowerment is creating psychological safety yes, in the workplace. Absolutely. That is very important. We want employees, we want our staff to have that. Do you have any strategies on bolstering psychological safety amongst employees in the workplace? Yes, we talk about psychological safety all the time. Mm-hmm. We
2: actually had an episode of Power of the Pack mm-hmm. on psychological safety. Um, ways to build psychological safety in- Sorry, I'm closing my eyes so I can think of um, ways to build psychological safety are um, one. You want to make sure that you have an environment where people can make mistakes, right? So that is the first and foremost, right? Mistakes are part of the learning process. Um, it's not about punishment. It's not about retribution. We want to make sure that people feel comfortable learning through their role um, and having an experience where you're providing feedback that is addressing the issue, not the individual. Uh, The second part of creating a psychologically safe environment is ensuring that, you know, everyone in the space is respectful of the humanity of every single person that is there. So we're all invested in the well-being of each other. You don't have to like love 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 each other, but you you're building a space where people are being built up and not torn down. And that what each unique individual brings to that space, it is seen as a value add, not a depletion. Um, and one more thing that uh, provides psychological safety is just ensuring that your mechanisms for keeping the group together, all right, are also like equitable and fair, right? So you're making sure that like, you're not just building like homogeny and like team unity, you're allowing And it's also just not even like integration. It is a true space of belonging where everyone is pouring themselves into that space um, and they feel safe to do so. It oh takes my. hard work,
1: though. Yeah. <laughs> can you write a book, Amber? I know. I'm like, I'm like can, can, can you give can you me a presentation, podcast, Rosetta Stone? We book. need a book.
0: Um, one day one day when I'm like,
1: I'm No, you can now. do it now. Write an essay, it, a book. I'm like, can I come work with you? <laughs> I'm just joking. Yo. I hope folks are taking notes um, on what you just said, especially managers, because those were points given. That was so awesome. Thank you so much um can you explain now we like created this environment of psychological safety uh people feel comfortable with themselves and with their environment can you tell me why feedback is so important in the workplace yeah so i used to
2: be a teacher i was a teacher for nine years and so i bring that with me not everyone is trained Mm -hmm. as an educator but you know. Again, feedback is absolutely critical for the growth and the development of the individual. Um, we are pulling in data everywhere we are <laughs> all the time, um, and feedback is part of that. When your manager provides information to you, then you have a choice to make. Am I going to follow this information and take that in? Or am I going to like release that information and like say, that's not me, right? Um, the best way for managers to provide feedback is you're not going to like compliment the person all the time. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you've built a rapport and a relationship with the individual so that when you provide that feedback, Hey, John, (laughs) we need to improve on this. John isn't seeing you as a force of, you know, dread or a force of danger. John is seeing you as an ally on their growth journey, right? Um, You know, so we want to make sure that managers are building relationships built on trust, built on transparency, built on respect, right, built on integrity. If your manager or if you as a manager are doing something completely opposite of what you're telling your team to do, they're not going to receive that feedback from you. Right. So you also have to hold yourself accountable for the information that you are providing to your team. So feedback and then managers should be open to receiving feedback mm-hmm. from their team because ah. that grows your leadership style. Can I get an amen?
0: Yeah. Amen. amen. So, amen. Well.
2: so, you know, you want to make sure that the feedback loop is truly a feedback loop. It's not one way of feedback. We are exchanging because we are all invested in making each other stronger, making our organization stronger, and growing and developing our team so that we can, you know, meet our mission and meet our goals and our KPIs.
1: Awesome. Like I said, can you write a book, an essay? (laughs) Like, I hope folks are taking notes, you know, a lot of feedback, um, you know, in creating an environment of psychological safety and empowerment creates like a more listening environment Mm -hmm. and a more collaborative environment. And I hope folks that are listening understand that and just took away a lot from what you just said. So, I mean, I'm loving all this, but I think everybody has a need Mm
0: -hmm. and every organization has a need. Mm -hmm. Now, I broke down my need. Need is four different letters. I like to use letters and feelings. Mm -hmm. So I broke down need as to nourishing, empowerment, and edifying diversity okay so okay. we're gonna break this down into two questions okay because everybody got a need now let's talk about the need of the people at their organization and how do you nourish or nurture empowerment in your own words what has what has worked for you and what have you seen not work don't name names now. okay yeah no never
2: naming names
0: um but i will say
2: when we're talking about nourishing empowerment it's not just about having like a pool table or ping pong or pizza parties, right? Like people can do that on their own time <laughs> it's so true. You know what I mean? Like you really have to think about like, okay, what does my employee or what do the members on my team want individually and collectively, right? If you have a desire to one day be like VP of whatever, then I have a responsibility to help you stretch so that you accumulate the skills to become the VP of whatever. That is what nurturing empowerment is. Also nurturing empowerment, thinking about like, okay, how am I encouraging people to use their voice? However, they may want to use it. Some people want to speak up. Some people would rather not, right? That does not necessarily mean that the person who speaks up is the best leader or the person who doesn't speak up is not, a, you know, is not tapped in. So we really have to think about it. if I'm nurturing empowerment, I'm really looking like, okay, who do I have in front of me? It's like if I was a basketball coach. Okay, this person is a great point guard. Let me see if I can take them to the next level. This person is a great you know, forward. Let me see if I can take them to the... How do I, how do I use the skills that the people have to then help them get to the level that they want to get to and maybe even push them to a level that they never imagined before? Because I think a lot of people, I'll say especially women and especially marginalized people, we come in with these ideas of like, How do I make myself just big enough or small enough so that I can stay under the radar and keep my job, right? We wanna make sure that if I'm a manager, I'm really pushing my my marginalized people to see themselves bigger than maybe what they've ever been allowed to be. Because they may see themselves like giants, but they have not allowed themselves to be giants because a space has never given them that permission. So if i'm a manager i really want to think like okay how do i push this person and how am i investing in this person for real
0: now that feeds that's nourishing that's nourishing <laughs> empowerment. that's nourishing empowerment yeah it's so, people so now that bakes into this question how do organizations edify diversity mm. i mean it's hard work you know
2: i think a lot of people are talking about pipelines right now and how do we build pipelines mm-hmm. people are talking about how do we help individuals do XYZ. I really think that there needs to be a huge marketing campaign inside of organizations, especially organizations that look, think, and feel homogenously. Mm-hmm. Because you have to pitch to the people who are already there. Diversity is good yeah. for business. We believe that at the FQ, mm-hmm. right? But not every organization is ready for that. Like we have to be honest with ourselves. Yeah, you know, people are talking about diversity, talking about how good it is, but you still have to make sure that the people who are in the space before you bring new people in, before you bring diverse voices and experiences in, the people who are in the space have to be bought in. I I agree with that. They have to be bought in, or it's not going to work. You're you're going to do more harm to the people Mm -hmm. that you bring in. And you're going to create a toxic environment already for those folks who are
0: like, I mean, it was great already. What are you doing? Yes. Right. So let me ask you this now. Now you now you've you, done, you done tapped into some, yes. and I'm gonna ask you this question because I think you can more or less cover this whole gamut and what the FQ does. Okay. We have come into this golden age of employment where you are possibly working with four to five different generations. Mm, Everybody mm. from Gen X to Gen Z, the baby boomers, Gen Alpha, we looking at you. Yeah, Gen Alpha's you coming. they coming. they are, coming right they now. They're a different type of group. <laughs> they're a whole different mm-hmm. animal. You, know? you talked about buy-in. Mm-hmm. Talk about, from your experience, how do you spread that buy-in across multi-generational multi-gener- workforces and what does the FQ do to help organizations and people
2: EQ. address
0: that? Yeah, that's real. <laughs> she gave the answer. Emotional Stop it. Stop it.
2: Like the answer <laughs> that that the answer no Stop cheating. No, like, Amber. We'll talk, like, nah, nah, good, good what stuff I'll Alright, so I'll say yes to emotional intelligence. Like we do a ton of like, that's gotta be it. We talk, we speak to that. I think we may have a panel today or two on it i would also say though you have to like again for me it all comes down to like marketing communications how are you marketing the emotion the need for emotional intelligence to each generation or to each group right like you know you're going to speak to baby boomers just a little bit different yeah then you're going to speak to like gen z Mm -hmm. like you have to or else it's not going to work you cannot just have you you can have an overarching mission statement mm-hmm. you can have kpis that everyone has to meet but the real work comes down to how am i building out this experience for each group or individual so that they see themselves as a part of what we're doing right and so mm-hmm. at the fq we're like yes diversity and inclusion yes bringing it all together yes emotional intelligence but you have to meet people where they are I think that's why I really enjoy working here. Yeah, You know, because we are <laughs> we are constantly meeting people mm-hmm. where they are. Oh, you don't know how to use AI in the workplace? All right, let's talk about it. Let's sit down, let's have a real talk. Yeah. You don't know how to talk about uh, menopause in the workplace? Mm. Yes. We're gonna have a real talk conversation about that. Let's sit yeah. down, let's have a, a, a conversation. Oh, moms with kids with disabilities, you don't mm-hmm. know how to address those policies in the workplace? Mm-hmm come on over here, y'all. Let's have a conversation about it. Let's sit down, let's talk about some strategies. Let's give examples of people who are doing it really well so that you can take pieces of what they're doing and apply it in a human-centered way to the work that you're trying to accomplish in your own organization. And I think that's why being here is such a cool thing. I just love working here because we go right to the heart of where
0: the issues mm-hmm. are to bring people together to talk about it and come up with strategies. That's so strategies. strategies. Now hold on now. Now this next question. We're okay. gonna talk about strategies. Listen, I thought that was the last one. Oh, so too. Too. Oh, we're going to another <laughs> level That's now. Okay, we go right. to another level. Here now listen, Shaq and I, we work in the government. We work for the city, the greatest city in the world. New I York. Don't know, city. Man. I'm, I'm from DC. I, I know too. you from DC, <laughs> but we in New York City. Okay. <laughs> so, so Let's talk about the culture of compliance mm. and how it's viewed. Mm-hmm. How maybe staying safe is not always the right answer. Mm. Talk about it.
2: Okay, let's unpack this a little bit. You know, I love the fact that y'all do work in a civic space, because I'm a civic nerd. My background Mm. before working at the FQ is civics Mm. and civic policy and civic education. I will say people don't realize that there's a lot of innovation happening in government, right? And that's an area that we're gonna, at the FQ, unpack a little bit more. So I'll be back for y'all here we first in line y'all
0: we first in line she already she
2: said y'all hilarious <laughs> but like thinking about you know I think compliance and safety a lot of people don't want to be fired mm-hmm. let's just be really honest a lot of our behavior comes from the fear of losing our job or offending someone and not being able to move up in our career or any other thing that would jeopardize the fact that we have mouths to feed, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yes. So at the core of that, that's where the environment has to see the human element of what's an individual's motivation mm-hmm. to get up every day and go to work and put on yeah. their suit or whatever they're mm-hmm. putting on to walk into our building, Yeah. that at the core of it. And then when you lift that pressure because we have to be really honest, lift that pressure off of people just a little bit or alleviate it as much as you can and say, look, if we're doing something here that is not (laughs) conducive to at least uh, the safety, the humanity, and the respect of at least 30% of the people here, we need to have a conversation about it. Because 30% not feeling great is a lot of people. That's a lot of people. We might say 70%, we're killing it. Mm -hmm. That's a C in a classroom. Yep. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like that's a C in a classroom. Mm -hmm. So even doing 70% well, it should not be good enough. And so when we think about compliance, we think about um, how we change that, we should actually be thinking about what is the percentage of people who are uncomfortable here Mm -hmm. and don't feel great and base ourselves on their feedback. Not just on, well (laughs) over 50% feel great here, so we're doing awesome. No. Exactly. jim you're not <laughs> exactly because those are the people yeah we're not you know exactly what I mean? so like really thinking about the where are the pain points and where's the leaky faucet mm-hmm. and how do we get to that section and that segment of people that will actually address like how we change the way we look at compliance and the way mm-hmm. that we make things more equitable. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, that's Yeah, that which is, is a hard very work. good point. Yeah. It is hard. You say it's so easy and I'm standing no, it's here like, no, nah, my tell you how many workshops we host and we like neurodiversity. You would think people be kicking down the doors. Oh, okay, really. Uh microaggressions. You think people be kicking down the? Shaq, I'm having a migraine. Right Man,
2: huh, yeah,
1: no, yeah, yeah. That 30% you mentioned are the people that will go out and talk to the news and file yes, lawsuits, yes, and like you know, so that's why it's important to focus on that. But thank you so much, Amber, no, Shaq, for this don't, discussion. We still got two questions. How We're not good? gonna hold Amber no, anymore. We, we gotta fill in six
0: more minutes, and okay? Shaq all right, because you know, Shaq, I think. You, you, we can you, compromise. This is foot
1: mode over here.
0: Shaq <laughs> <laughs> is like basing it
1: right now. I'm like, I'm like Amber. I know we don't want to tire you out with questions. No, it's okay. Like but I'll it. do. I'll do a few more. Okay. Like he said, well, I said two more. So I said a few. It's two more. Of you? That's more than one. Stop. Yes. Um, okay, right. So empowerment starts with preparation. Okay. Can you tell me how do you prep to empower folks, To empower even the community? Yeah. How do you? prep for that
2: so my preparation starts with like my own self-care so Mm -hmm. like even thinking about like coming to the equality lounge we're gonna see thousands of people in here you know and so how do i mentally prepare myself to see over a thousand faces do you know what i mean yeah and smile for each person and be happy genuinely happy to see each person because that to me is awesome but self-care is absolutely necessary Mm -hmm. so when you want to prepare to empower you gotta practice self-care. You cannot ignore yourself. Yeah. You cannot, you know, be thinking like, oh, I'll, I'll be fine. No, <laughs> if you gotta take a break, take a break. Mm-hmm. The other preparation for self-care is actually like doing your homework beforehand and getting to know people. You know, so reaching out. So like I reached out to y'all, yeah. I reached out to a couple other people yeah. and was like, hey, I wanna see your face. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk, let's hang out, let's have a good time. Yeah. So like really setting it up so that at least you know a few people who you're gonna interact with before you get there. Um, other parts of preparation would be just thinking about the, how am I, what am I gonna be talking about? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? What is the content yeah. of the experience? Whether it's a workshop, whether it's an equality lounge, whether it's a dinner with a bunch of people. You know, preparing myself and thinking about the ways in which I make what we're gonna talk about interesting to the people who are gonna be there. Um, and then lastly, What's the vibe, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, it's like, vibe in this room right now. So like, what is the vibe? How do I contribute to ensuring that people feel welcomed, mm-hmm. wanted, appreciated, seen, heard, right? Like we want to make sure that that happens. As you can tell, every detail when you walk into mm-hmm. an Equality Lounge is very, very, very much focused on. There is nothing in here yes, that happens. I can tell. That yeah. is like happenstance. Mm-hmm. Every single thing is on purpose. Y'all got yeah. the logo on the pillows and the pillows plush. Listen, yeah. Listen, that's I mean, hard. This is very strategic. Photo yeah, moments, everything. Yeah, and it's not just come in here and like be cute. There's mm-hmm. education. There's yeah. stuff to read. There's stuff to focus on. So even your coffee yeah. cup, you know, has an empowering mm-hmm. message on it. So being extremely intentional yeah. about what it is, the message that you want to portray, and the feeling that you want people to feel when they leave your space. That is how you prepare.
1: Did,
0: that did is a good feeling. Did you prepare that butterfly latte uh, description? Listen, that was Yo, a that butterfly latte is what's up? They, they really tried. I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, the butterfly latte was delicious.
1: I thought I was going, you still talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this that is awesome. I can see that everything is well thought out and um, that this lounge is so awesome. Um, It is so relaxing. It is all about self-care and learning. I love the environment, positive environment from everybody that I met here. So this is such great work. Can you let us know if there's anything else you would like to add to this discussion?
2: Yes, I just want to encourage all of your listeners, one, to reach out to someone who's different from you.
1: Yeah. So
2: like make sure that you are making connections, connections with people who either look, speak, live, pray whatever different from you think vote should i uh-huh. say it people who vote different <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know it's a point of contention i get it but like that's the only way we're gonna get to a better place is if we all are seeking difference the other thing is you know follow the fq you know we're mm-hmm. on linkedin we're on instagram i was about to say twitter but it's x now so we're yeah. on x okay. you know Threads, find us in these spaces, because we are always putting forth thoughtful content and thoughtful information, and we're always elevating the voices that people need to hear. It is very highly curated what we put out, and I'm just really proud to be a part of an organization that actually is
0: like
1: talking and talking,
0: walking the walk.
1: That's awesome, Amber, Yay. thank you so much. Why did you do that weird
0: pause <laughs> and I said, you edit? Every <laughs> God, listener out there, Ray, I'm giving
1: Shaq to me. He interrupts me. He makes me anxious. Like, just let me do my thing, Ray. Listen, being in person and watching this uh, is magical. So, (laughs) Thank you so much, Amber. And, you know, just kind of understanding different people. I love that point. And just kind of meeting different people. It's so great to kind of meet and learn from folks outside of your own social circle, even at work. Um, It brings folks who feel like they're outsiders into the circle. And they also have a lot to, we all have a lot to bring to the table. So thank you so much. That's all the questions we have right
0: I I, I just want to let all the listeners know right now we is we really out in these streets here in the (laughs) female coaching. we if you hear all the craziness in the background we are in the hallway doing this interview and there are so many people there are people getting lattes i had the butternut squash with the goat cheese toast oh my god give a shout out to the chef back there give a shout out to shelly's out yo shelly Shelly
2: is amazing yeah Yeah, everybody follow her on linkedin because her thought leadership is lit too like make sure you follow shelly too when you follow the Mm -hmm. fq yeah where's the app where's the heck um well it's just shelly zalis and it's shelly Mm -hmm. with an ey not a y
1: okay zalis with
0: one
2: l yeah, thank, thank you. Y'all. Shout
0: Hello. out Shelly, shout out Amber. Hello. shout out the whole FQ. <laughs> shout, <laughs> out <laughs> the, oh, shout out to the shout out to the chef in the back. Okay. That butterfly okay. light you're getting me kicked, kicked out. Y'all going to give me yeah. exactly <laughs> being loud. All right. Are. All
1: right, Shaq. End all, all right. It out. Thank you so awesome. much, Amber. thanks again for this. Thank you. project
0: podcast series is produced by the New York City Department of Social Services, Human Resources Administration, and Department of Homeless Services. You can find us on the web at www.nyc.gov backslash dss.